The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Indeed, uh, good morning to our listeners. Midweek, it is Wednesday, so you choose which is best, the weekend past or the weekend coming. So we're focusing on how to prevent falls at home this morning with Naomi Chitsa, who is Project Officer at Child Safe. Uh, Naomi, good morning to you and a warm welcome. Good morning, Aisha, and good morning to your listeners as well. You're welcome. Naomi, you want to tell us more about um, the organization that is Child Safe. Is it a hospital-based organization? Tell us more about it. Childsafe is a hospital-based organization which is based at Red Cross Children's Hospital. And what we do is we focus on child prevention of injuries and we focus on different uh, injury topics of which today the topic we will be covering are how to prevent falls in children. Okay. So could you please tell us what are the facts regarding falls uh, with children? Aisha, uh, we have come to realize that parents and caregivers, they might not be aware, but falls are actually the most common causes children are coming to Red Cross seeking medical attention. So we have actually took the data and actually compiled a report in which we have seen from all the patients that doctors have been seeing that on last year alone at Red Cross Children's Hospital Trauma Unit, 2,819 children were presented with four injuries, and out of those, 366 were said to have fallen out of bed, and 155 were said to have fallen out from the arms of their attendants. It means their mother will be holding the child, or maybe their siblings will be holding the child, and then the child fell off, and then they end up injured, being, uh, injuring themselves. And what we've also realized that now it is during uh, a COVID-19 global pandemic, yes. and the health system is already strained, and we do not actually want to see more children coming to hospital with four injuries, of which we know that we can actually prevent them. Naomi, you gave us stats for last year, but given lockdown, do you think that um, less people attended hospitals uh, with falls and more, you know, with fear of COVID-19? Yes, actually we've seen a rapid increase during this COVID-19 regulation because children are spending most of their time at home and the schools were closed. So when, when they're at home, they tend to actually explore their environment by trying to climb off things, by mm-hmm. running around, and maybe sometimes you might find that the floors are slippery, which may actually lead to the children being tripping and then maybe they may fall down. As a result, we've seen a rapid increase of those injuries during this uh, COVID-19 and the regulations being implemented. And with regards to your statistics, Naomi, is there a specific um, age target here as well? We were looking at maybe falling, like you've mentioned, um, of, of the bed, basically. Um, you know, are we looking at um, a few months old? Are we looking at up until what age? Yeah, normally we have different developmental stages in which children uh, go through. And from the babies who are from the age of 0 to 12 months, they tend to wriggle, they tend to roll, they push, pull, and crawl. So let's say, for example, you leave a baby who is not yet uh, with zero to 12, between the age of 0 to 12 months, and by the time you leave them sleeping on the bed, they will not be able to climb down from the bed. By the time they wake up and you as a parent or a caregiver, you are not available to make sure that you supervise and take the child away from the bed. There are high chances that they are going to fall out of the bed. And when they fall, the high chances that they're going to fall with their head down, of which it might end up causing head injuries. And that is a very serious injury for babies within that age group. 
Whereas a toddler who is from the age of 12 to 36 months, they always are always on the go. They're attending, like they're running around, they're climbing, they're reaching for things, and they're exploring things around them. So there they are different kind of fall injuries that are associated with in different age, age groups. So that's why we say babies from the age of 0 to 12 months, most of the injuries are caused inside the home because they are always inside the home from their beds, from falling from sofas, falling from uh, maybe trying to climb in on chairs. While it's toddlers who are already already outside, maybe they may fall from playground equipment. And while it's the older children, now they spawn most of the times in the parks and in the backyards. That's when you see that they are climbing on gates, they're climbing on trees, and then they end up falling. So would you say that most of the um, head injuries would be between the ages of 0 and 12 months? Yes, that those are the most uh, high, the high numbers I would think between uh, that age group. So with regards to this age group, what are the um, you know preventative measures? And I'm sure when, you, when you're looking at it, it could have been prevented. It's falls that could have been prevented, am I correct? Yes, they, they are all prevented. And for those babies who are 0 to 12 months, actually we can actually say should babies from the age of 5 years and below that are at a high risk. But babies from 0 to 12 months, they are at high risk because they are, most of the time they are inside the houses. So how can we prevent this kind of injuries within uh, children from the age of 0 to 12 months? We say, as parents and caregivers, we must always change our, our babies on, on, the, on the floor. We actually recommend you take your baby and you put uh, a wrapper or something in a flat surface on the floor so that you don't leave your child on a high surface because it only takes a second for a child to fall. And we also say... Babies, when they are twins, like they're trying to walk now, they're trying maybe to learn to stand, you must not introduce baby walkers because they pose developmental risk if they, can, if they are not used properly or if there's no supervision. They tend to overbalance feet and the baby end up falling. Also, these baby walkers, which we normally introduce to our children, they increase mobility and speed, and then they're exposing these children to other dangers such as dogs, slugs, and maybe some electric cords which will be running around the house. And also we are saying in, the, in these babies who are normally uh, left sleeping in the cords, we must always put the cords away from the windows, away from our blind cords, as we can also encourage a child to climb and can also be uh, choking and strangulation hazard. So that's what you are saying, on, especially in this age group just to prevent all those hazards inside the house and in which those children who are not yet able to walk or able to do other activities in order child can so that we can just like prevent these falls. Now, I mean, this is with the focus on preventable um, falls, right? So what yes. about, you know, children um, that are, you know, whilst learning to walk, falling most of the time as well? Because this is what happens as well. But how would you know that there's a problem with the child's development instead of just, you know, the child falling and taking it as just a, you know, a fall like any other fall? The thing is, if parents or as is um, attend child attendances, if you are well aware of uh, developmental stages, listen, now that I know that my child is between the age of 12 to 36 months and they are now walking, they're able to run, they're able to climb, and now I'm aware that my child is always trying to explore their environment. So this means I'm, I'm, I need to be aware of the 
things that are around the environment of my child. Let's say, for example, I, my, my child now is sleeping in a bunk bed, but then I will not, I will not allow a child who is not who is younger to sleep on the upper bunk bed. Rather, I would rather take the child who is older to, and then they sleep on the on, on the upper bunk bed, and then I take the younger one on the lower bunk bed, so that even though the younger one tries to wake up and climb down, it's going to be close to the floor. And even though he or she might fall, the severity of the fall is actually lesser compared to the one if, if he were sleeping on the upper bank bed. As well, now that I know that my child is playing around and can now climbing on things, I must try to put uh, my furniture away from windows, uh, away from balconies, away from uh, stairs, so that when the child is trying to do their walking, the running, and or whatever exploration they might be trying to do, even though he tries to climb on the sofa or maybe on the chair, there is no window at the end of the day that maybe a child will end up falling. They might climb, but at least even if they fall, the severity of the injury, of the injury won't be that bad compared to if there was a window and then a child climbs off and then he falls over and then that, that might lead to something else. Naomi, how soon after the fall um, should the parents seek, um, you know, assistance, medical assistance? Um, are there any um, telltales? Are there any signs that you need to look out for, especially when the child has fallen on the head? Yes, there are many uh, things which a child, a, a parent, should look on, like when the child has fallen. For example, you must check on the temperature. Maybe it's the child um, starting to have a temperature changes, and is the child vomiting, or maybe is there any fracture on, on on the child's body? Maybe you can actually look that maybe a child is starting to sweat, like there's some swelling, or it's vomiting, or just there's like, some unconsciousness within it, like on the child. That's when you, you need to know that you need to seek uh, for medical help urgently because that might be actually dangerous and the child need medical attention as soon as possible. So to strengthen, um, should we say, baby's muscle uh, for movement, um, are there any exercises or any um, you know, gym uh, that uh, will deal with, with children? Um, give us more information with regards to that as well. How can you strengthen your child's muscles? Okay, when a child is still like a baby, like I've already said, that if we are aware of our children's uh, developmental stages, we know that maybe most of what is important for when we're not doing these uh, muscles and maybe exercises for our children, we need to be actively present. Supervise the child, whatever the child is doing when, when he's playing when, or when he's trying to exercise or, or maybe play around, be actively present to actually monitor because now you cannot say maybe I will not allow my child to play because children normally in like in real, real life they are always playing around. But what we are saying instead of saying maybe okay I'm gonna go with my child to stretch the muscles, be actively present when your child is playing around. Just be there and make sure that you supervise the child. Not the fact that you'll be busy on your phone and the child is playing around at that the other side. Then at the end of the day, within a minute, you'll see that your child has fallen, has fallen and then he uh, sustained some injuries. So the only solution to this, um, how we can actually monitor our, ch- our children to have in a, in a health lifestyle, maybe exercising, playing, while they are not actually getting injured, is to actively supervise them. 
So now, let me just a question with regards to falls and um, when the child comes to hospital, is will there be support for parents as well? Because very often we find that um, you know you um, enroll your child at a daycare centre, you um, assign indemnity forms to um, you know make sure that uh, if the child gets in the, injured, um, the owners will not fall on the organisation or the the the, the um, Yes, uh, the service provider. So um, for parents especially, are there some kind of investigation done to see whether, you know, the the um, facility was, um, you know, one of safety for the child? Would that onus be on the parent prior to enrolling your child at a facility? No, yeah, what we actually do when the child, uh, when the parent comes with the child with, with an injury, especially a full injury, they come and then they, fix, they see the doctors and then they get the medical attention the medication and all those stuff. And after that, before they are discharged, they are brought to child safe in which they will offer them counseling. And mm-hmm. the counseling is inclusive of, on how to provide home safety like home safety tips on, pre, on keeping their children away from injuries and how to prevent that injury from occurring again. So what we do is we take the parent and the child and then there is... Um, um, Counseling, which is going to be offered to the parent. Actually, we investigate how did this injury occur, how did it happen, and then we provide with safety tips on how can we actually prevent the same injury or the same incident from happening again. So we sit down with the parent and the child, and we offer counseling, and we also have materials which we provide the parent to say, but it also depends on what kind, like in which age group is the child um, that the child fall within. If the child is less than 12 months of age, then we have some baby carriers, which we normally issue to the mother to make sure that they will help to prevent the falls for the child. So besides the baby carriers, we also offer the educational materials in which the mother, when they have time at home, they tend to must read and actually make familiar with those safety tips which they must actually uh, utilize to prevent the injuries from happening again. Do you find that unfortunately, you know, when you go off to work as a mom and you leave your child uh, with a caregiver, that you have that um, certain amount of guilt because you weren't there for your child or you're blaming the caregiver, um, you know, as a matter of fact, because where were you when the child had the fall? What were you doing? So um, counseling with regards to that as well, is that very important, you know, that that, that guilt and blaming and, yeah. and you know, causing lots of havoc within the, the home environment itself as well. Yes, actually, when when we do the counselling, it's not to say why did you allow the child to fall or where were you. It's actually to provide to be sympathetic with the yes. parents. That these things happen. Children are always exploring their physical environment because that's who they are. That's their nature. But do you, as a caregiver, or maybe sometimes when you're at work or when you leave your child to someone else, just make extra effort to make sure that your child is being cared for or someone who is actually responsible is taking care of your child. Just to make sure that you prioritize the health of your child as much as you prioritize your work. That's, yeah, that's all about the counseling session. We don't actually have to judge the parent, but actually to provide a basic understanding of how, why is it important to supervise and to prevent and protect your child from getting these injuries. Because they are actually... Are costly for like causing the trauma, the stress, the emotional stress, the financial stress. Because now the mother is going to come, the hospital, the child, the child is going to need food. They maybe they're going to be admitted. They need to sleep at the hospital. All this kind of cost of which 
can also be prevented if they had someone reliable to actually supervise their children in the first place. Okay. So the question then is, when a child had a fall, do you take the child immediately to the Red Cross Women Model Children's Hospital or do you first have to go and see a private doctor to be referred to the hospital? Normally there are procedures in the health sector like on how you should go and um, and, and seek medical help. Firstly, they recommend the local health facility before you come to the hospital because, like I've already said, the hospital is already strained because it covers many areas. So we actually recommend that parents, they need to see the immediate local health facilities and they're going to offer them, obviously, a referral to the hospital depending on the kind of injury sustained. Okay. Um, what is, uh, is there an emergency helpline for parents as well? Yes, we do have to. Yeah, there is an emergency line. Let's, uh, the emergency number which uh, the child, the, the children, actually, okay, I can just give them more, um, our details uh, for child safe. Then yes. I will also give them the emergency uh, number. So our our details is that we are situated at Red Cross Children Hospital at a building uh, return child safe. And they can call us as child safe on 021 685 Zero eight or zero two one six eight five zero double one four, or they can call this emergency number, which is ten triple one for for immediate help or double one two. These are the emergency numbers: ten triple one or double one two. Or double one two. They will go. Yeah, yeah. So that's ten double one two or ten triple one. Yes. So just in case of emergency, they need to read these numbers. And they must actually, when they come, the parents and, um, and the caregivers, we normally give them these emergency numbers so they must direct them so that each and every time when anything can happen, then they must be able to read and call these numbers. And is child safe operational 24 7 at the hospital? Child safe is on operation from 7 o'clock to, up to 5 o'clock. Okay. So during the we, we that, that those are the uh, the operating hours which you are normally there. But you are welcome maybe to leave uh, an email or maybe just to go on our website just to see on other kind of help or other information which you may actually need at that time when we are not uh, open when our offices are not yet open. Okay, so that is www.childsafe.org.za. Yes, that's correct, Aisha. Naomi. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Any final words from your side to our parents? And especially, I think, you know, when, when you're a new parent and it's a few, your first child, you're rather overprotective as well. When something happens, it's like, you know, the world is falling in. So tell us yeah. more. What advice would you give? Yeah, I, so what I would like to say to our listeners and the parents can give us and start our tennis all day is that with all these injuries which children are suffering from or maybe are, are happening to them, they are actually preventable. Let's make an extra effort to use the easy safety tips which we find just to make sure that our children are safe from these injuries. Actually, falls are very far the leading cause of any kind of injuries children are sustaining. So please, parents and caregivers, let's just make extra effort to keep our children from sustaining these injuries because they may end up causing some disabilities to our children and mm-hmm. some like a permanent disability so or maybe brain damage. So it's not actually worth it. So it's a way actually preventing and actually treating um, the injuries. So for parents, I just want to say, let's just keep our children safe from injury and let's make extra effort. 
That's now Magister uh, of Child Safe uh, South Africa at Red Cross Children's War Memorial Hospital. We say thank you so much for chatting to us this morning. And I'm sure lots of these tips would be on your website as well. Yes, thank you so much, Aisha, for having me. You're welcome. Enjoy a good day. You too. Bye-bye for now. Bye. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.